Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Good Faith Idea Exchange. For today's episode, I'm sitting down with Jennifer Potter. Now, Jennifer is a self-described serial entrepreneur with ADHD. She is a motivational speaker and a business leader. And she's from New England, so she's um, local to my area. Uh, she focuses on teaching others to not become a statistic of their environment. Jennifer herself overcame a, a, a tough, difficult childhood, and she aims to inspire others who want to push to be the best versions of themselves and live their best lives. Um, we're going to be talking about thanking your past in order to live in the present, letting go of trauma in order to lead a successful life. That's part one. Uh, part one is today. Part two is coming next week. And uh, in that, we'll, we're going to get more into finding positivity among the chaos and looking at, the you know, finding the positives, you know, from your past, even when it might seem so, even when it might seem very negative. So that's what we're talking about today. Sit back and enjoy. Jen, uh, jumping right into it. So you describe yourself as, you know, a serial entrepreneur with ADHD, uh, a motivational speaker, a business leader, and, you know, all of that is quite the interesting combination. Would you like to tell me a little bit about that and, you know, just a little bit about your background? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously I juggle all the things and we talked about it previously before the show. I'm also a mom. I have three little ones and a puppy. So my life is very crazy all of the time. So you think, you know, having ADHD isn't enough. Let's add in all the businesses and all the children, but, um, but I love it. And so for me, um, owning a lot of businesses, you have to have a lot of people who you can put in charge of those, uh, you know, other responsibilities and delegating, which allows me to kind of do all of the things. Having ADHD is, I kind of use it as a superpower. Some people kind of say, you know, having it is a problem. But for me, I've learned over the years how to how it works with my body, how, you know, with my brain, because I'm always all over the place, uh, you know, scheduling is super important for me and and trying to stay focused for as long as possible. So. Um, okay. Okay. I, yeah, I, um, what, honestly, my, my best friend from, um, yeah, pretty much my best friend from, you know, we've known each other for like three fourths of our lives. Um, he has, uh, ADHD and, um, you know, he is, um, he, he's, he, I don't know, in the past he used to call it a gift and a curse, but, um, I think if you're very, smart with how you do things it can definitely be a gift you know? oh absolutely you have to look at it as a gift right so like i feel like if we said it was a burden it's something that would always have this negative you know this negative negativity around it and so for me instead i try to turn it into something positive my brain is always like one minute we're talking the next minute my phone's ringing or the door you know someone's at the door in my head it's really hard to stay focused sometimes so for me i've learned how to master how to stay focused and sometimes it's really easy for me to get distracted coffee that actually helps to calm me down. So okay. the more caffeine I drink, the calmer I actually become, which is pretty funny because some people would think caffeine's a stimulant. 
But for with people who have ADHD, caffeine actually helps to keep me mellow. So knowing that I love coffee, I love the taste of it, I love caffeine, so it works out perfect and it allows me to get all my things done. But also, you know, staying focused on things. So for me, I do a lot with scheduling and time management. That's really important. I think that's important for anybody who's trying to balance everything. But for someone who is constantly all over the place, being able to have like a focused task for a short period of time, that helps me big time. Okay, that's interesting. That is interesting, um, especially the coffee part. But um, okay, well, uh, so teaching others uh, to not be a statistic of their environment, um, I think that seems to be important to you. Uh, would you care to elaborate on what you mean by that and why it's important? Absolutely. So it's so easy for us to use our environment as an excuse. You know, for me, I could use ADHD as an excuse. Oh, I can't stay focused. So therefore I can't do, you know, all of the things I could use the excuse that, you know, I was brought up in a home that wasn't exactly the best. Like I was, you know, brought up in an abusive home, you know, with one abusive parent and my mom was a drug addict and an alcoholic. And it's so easy for me to be able to turn around and say, I could have just lived that life. I could have become the person that she was, you know, and especially growing up, that's kind of like what most people think, like, oh, your parents are drug addicts. That's how she's going to turn out. Oh, she doesn't turn into anything. That's it's expected. Right. And or, you know, you come you don't have money or you have money or, you know, your parents want you to be a doctor. So you have to be a doctor, you know, just kind of using that as an example. You don't have to be any of those things. You don't have to use the your where you come from and where you are as your excuse to be where you are. You at any point in time can change your life. You know, it's so easy. People are like, um, I'm in a relationship that I just don't like, but I have to stay because that's what I'm supposed to do. Who's telling you you have to do that? Why are you staying in the spot that you are staying in, whether it's a business, whether it's a relationship? We choose what we do on a daily basis. I wake up in the morning and I choose all of the things that I do. Nobody does that for me. You know, right. I'm married, but my husband doesn't make my choices. At the end of the day, I'm the person that makes the choices. So it's really important for people to understand that. We live our own lives. And yes, while you live in a parallel with other people in jobs or relationships, you can choose any decision you choose to make. You don't have to, you know, whatever your environment you are in, you can change it at any point in time. You just have to make that decision. So I think it's really important for people to understand like, oh no, you don't understand. I'm like, I understand more than most people. I've been through, you know, all of the things. And it's important to, you know, really get that message out there to constantly tell people, if you're here, like we talked about you moving, you choose to, when you're done, to get up and move. There's nobody holding you back. There's no one telling that you can't do that. If you don't want to go to that place, go to another place. Like I've lived all over the place because I can. So it's, that's something that's really important to me is to constantly tell people that you can choose to make any decision that you do. I wake up in the morning and I choose everything I do because mm -hmm. I can. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. I think that's something that people, especially these days, need to hear. Yeah, you know, maybe a little bit more, uh, maybe even a little bit more often than, you know, than uh, is the norm right now, because there are, there are plenty of people out there who sometimes allow themselves to feel trapped. And um, sometimes when they feel trapped, um, you know, it can be all different sorts of all different sorts of things, all different sorts of reasons why, um, all different sorts of things that they might feel trapped in. But, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, I think definitely having someone who has been through a lot of that and can, 
speak from experience um, and explain why maybe they're not as trapped as they think they are. That is extremely important. Yeah, it's you a know, mental but, game, right? Like sometimes we're stuck in our own head and we're repeating the same story over and over why we can or cannot do something. The second we tell ourselves we can't do something, you are, you're already done. Like you've already folded. You can't do it because I said I can't do it. You know, there are so many things in my life that I've been told that I can't do. Who's to tell me I can't do those things? Why can't I? You know, mm-hmm. and it's important to hear that when we're stuck in our head, because I've been there. Oh, I, I can't start this business because I don't know how. Well, what am I going to do to learn how to start this business? Oh, I can't do this because money is an issue. Well, what am I going to do to figure out the financial aspect of those things? I can't be in this, you know, in this friendship because of X, Y, and Z. Why can you or why can't you? And I think that that's really important. And I use the word can and I use the word choose all of the time because we choose to do the things that we're doing. If you're staying where you are, no matter what the situation is, good, bad, or indifferent, it's because you're choosing. You are consciously making that decision. Nobody's making it for you. Unless you're in jail and you can't go anywhere other than those walls, you can do anything you want to do. Right. That's very true. Very true. Now... And this is something else that I wanted to bring up, but, uh, you know, in your opinion, among adults you've encountered, um, how much of who we are at present is, is a result of what happened in our lives as children? Oh, I like that. I feel like we are the person that we are because of what happened when we were children, right? Like our... Some of our our deepest memories, sometimes our deepest thoughts, how we how we do things in life. Like I'm a very empathetic person and I think I'm empathetic because of trauma. Like I'm confident it's because of trauma, right? Like I had no choice but to learn how to be empathetic from a very early age. So as I got older, I kind of I understood things a little bit more. So I, I mean, I'm confident that we are the people that we are because of our childhood. But again, we have to choose how we're going to you know impact other people's lives. I had a really rough childhood that I didn't want to talk about till I was older. Like I was so ashamed about it probably up until about two years ago because I I was scared to be judged. And then I got to a point in my life, like I turned 40 this coming year. And for me, I feel like I'm at this point in my life where I, I look back at all of the things I've been through. And if I'm just keeping those inside, how am I supposed to help other people who have gone through it or are currently going through it that need to hear that there is light at the end of the tunnel, that no matter what you go through as a child, that you you can have other opportunities. You can make yourself a better person. I could have been so many other things. And instead, I chose to live the life that I live. I sought, you know, more education, how I can better myself, how I can better my children, how I can provide for them the way that I wasn't provided for it. I mean, thankfully, I did have one parent who was amazing. But like, you know, as I got older, I started realizing that, you know, there were things from my past that they've always kind of I've always held on to them. And then once I realized that, again, that's another one of my superpowers, like it's my past because I wouldn't be the person that I am today if I didn't go through all the things that I went through. But that's I've also embraced it. And I think that that's hard, too, especially trauma, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Especially trauma. You know, there, there's um, like I looked at my own life uh, not too long ago and it just made, you know, when I when I thought about some of these things that um, certain things that I do, certain things that I choose not to do, you know, I, I kind of realized that some of it, you know, some of it started when I was when I was a kid, you know, um, 
There's um, a really, really good friend of mine who, you know, I know he has very serious trust issues. And because we know each other so well, I know a lot of that came from something that happened when he was a child that caused him to have those trust issues. I think it's something that we have to learn to uh, to grow from and, and um, move move on from. But um, that comes from being around people who can help to push you in the right direction. Absolutely. Yeah. And and not ever thinking that, like, you know, so many times people are like, well, you have to let go of your past. I don't think you need to let go of it. I think you need to understand where you came from and what it was that you had to go through to be a better version of yourself. By letting it go is just saying, you know, I'm just going to throw it to the wind. But what did you learn from it? You know, no one... No one should have to go through anything like all of us go through something in our lives, whether for you, it's big trauma or little trauma. It's very, you know, what you consider big and what I consider big are two completely different things. And we'll never know how each other feels, even if we walk similar paths. And I think it's really important to, you know, think about, you know, our past as an experience, a learning experience. What did we learn from it? What what can we take away from that, that we can become a better person, that we can teach other people like we went through this? You know, there's what everything that we went through, somebody else is going through right in this moment. So what is it that we can say or we can do to help somebody else get through it and get to the other side to be the next possible, you know, best version of themselves? And I think that that's really important. You know, I, I say it all the time. I could have been so many different versions of myself. But I, I choose not to be. I choose to be the best version of myself. And how can I take all of that trauma and turn it into something positive without actually letting it go? Because I, I don't think I'll ever let it go. But that trust issue, I can relate to that. Like, I didn't trust anybody. And I have I have what I call zero expectations for people. And, you know, for a long time, people would come up to me and be like, wow, that's really harsh. And I'm like, no, it's not harsh at all. I was like, well, hear me out on this. If I set you off at a zero expectation right out the gate, just at zero, anything that you do above that, you've exceeded my expectations. So everything is going to be a wow moment for me. And then if you don't meet my expectations, I've already set myself up to say, well, well, it's I expected it. So I'm not disappointed. And some people look at that as a negative, but for me, I look at it as a positive because I'm never disappointed. Everything, if you start at zero, everything has to go up from there. And I mean, anything below it, I'm like, well, I've expected it. So it is what it is. And it's easy for me to write that off. And while that may not work for everybody, for me, it works pretty well. And I sleep soundly at night. So. <laughs> okay. Was that like a little hint of a New England accent I heard just a moment ago? I have an Sound awful Sounded like you accent. said, like, if I start at, you know, and then you... Kind of, <laughs> I couldn't help but notice that. <laughs> um, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, especially living in New England right now. Um, yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, but uh, one thing you had said was really, um, you know, was something that I, that really struck a chord for me. You know, depending on what someone's going through, I think it can be more difficult to let go of the past than for others. And, mm -hmm. In your case, is there any specific advice you might have for someone really struggling to let go of a certain pain from their past? I think to embrace it and not, you know, like you said, do we let do we actually let it go? And I think it's really hard, especially if it's pain, if it's suffering, if it's something that we've, you know, that you mull over over and over and over again. 
But what is it that, like I said before, what is it that you learned from it? What was it that whatever that may be, you know, and people hate hearing the saying, but, you know, I'm a firm believer that everything does happen for a reason, good, bad, or indifferent. And sometimes even in the most traumatic situations, it's really hard to understand why, you know, when we start to question those whys. But instead of questioning the why, question the what. What is it that happened and what is it that I can learn from this in order to continue to grow and and flourish as a person? Like trauma is always going to happen. Death is always going to happen. These things are always going to be there, but we can choose to let them rule our lives. Or we can, you know, get up and live our best lives and do the things that make us happy. I own all of these businesses because I can and they make me happy and I'm able to do all the things that make me happy on a daily basis. And I mean, I don't know if we talked about this um, previously, but I had a heart attack a few years ago and, you know, coming to that I almost died situation, I feel like I view things so differently. The way that I feel about things, the way that I see things, the way that I perceive them, they're, it's so different when you get to a point where you think you're going to die so i feel like my life is a little bit different than some people yeah does it feel like every day is kind of a gift now absolutely every day the first thing i do and you know i respect anybody where they are in any type of journey but you know i wake up every morning i'm like thank god thank the universe thank every higher power around me to give me another day i opened my eyes and you know, you, we close our eyes at night and you don't know if you're going to wake up the next morning. And especially after going through things, I have a heart condition. So for me, like, it's always scary, but I can let that control me or I can say, hey, I'm here. I get to do something else. We get to have this conversation. We get to broadcast this to other people who get to hear what we have to say. And maybe one person will hear it and just go, you know what? I can relate. I've done my job. All right. And this concludes part one of my interview with Jennifer Potter. Stay tuned next week for part two of this conversation. In part two, we're going to be getting more into, you know, like I said in the open, finding positivity among the chaos and, you know, looking at a negative situation and finding the positive. And um, we're especially going to get into applying these sorts of therapeutic views on your life to other parts of your life as opposed, you know, for instance, your work life, business, trying to build a business, trying to grow a business, you know, how to be efficient and be more mindful of your time, learning better scheduling techniques, how to set boundaries in your business and in your life. Um, We're going to be talking about that more next week. So stay tuned.